Villas Grace Church, building relationships that make followers of Jesus. Know, grow, go. To know Him, to grow in Him, to go with Him. Allow us to bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for the work that we see you doing here at Villa's Grace. Our prayer is that we can be a church that sees conversions, Lord, a true biblical definition of conversion, to be converted into followers of Jesus Christ. I pray that we continue to put ourselves in a position to be poised to learn how to do just that. I pray all these things in his name who makes all of this possible. Amen. I've always, always just been enamored with human engineering. The ingenuity of mankind is rather impressive at times, isn't it? Especially when you think of skyscrapers. Skyscrapers are a testament to modern engineering. They are what we would probably consider modern marvels. It's amazing how these tall structures can tower thousands of feet into the air and then sway with the wind. The tallest skyscraper in the world is here on the screen this morning. It is the Bari Dubai, or the Bari Kalafia. This structure is 2,717 feet tall, and it can sway up to five feet in either direction. Now, coming where I come from, we're close to the city of Chicago, and I've spent quite a bit of time in some high-rises, and when you feel that sway... You can get a little bit queasy, at least I do. You can ask my kids, I have a fear of heights. But to sway five feet in either direction, to be 2,717 feet into the air, compare that to one World Trade Center in New York City, the new building that replaced the Twin Towers that went down on September 11th, 2001. Compare that to... One World Trade Center. One World Trade Center is 1,776 feet tall. And I don't believe that's a mistake. I believe that's because of 1776. That's the tallest building in the United States of America. This structure that you're looking at this morning is over 1,000, almost 1,000 feet. I shouldn't say over, almost 1,000 feet taller. Isn't human ingenuity pretty incredible? We've engineered structures this tall. This structure that you're looking at this morning can hold over 12,000 people at one time. Talk about a small city in the sky. However, haven't we been in trouble in the past for building towers? What happened when man built a tower that wanted to reach up into the heavens? God made it collapse. 
He scattered the people and confused their language. So, as smart as man is, don't you think we could learn a lesson from the Tower of Babel? What do you think we can learn from this lesson? See, we can learn that mankind is pretty capable, right? Even in the time of the Tower of Babel, man was pretty capable. Even in modern times to build a building that's 2,700 feet tall, we can learn a lesson that man's pretty capable. But man is only as capable as God allows him to be. Do you know what else we can learn from all of this? We better seek the Lord's will before we make plans. Which brings us to the title of our sermon this morning. The title is Lord Willing from the book of James. We are taking just a slight break in our study of First John. We're going to be in James chapter 4 verses 13 through 17. There's a reason for our break this morning and I'm going to get into that because last week we had a special guest with us who spoke. His name is Nathan Bryant. Nathan encouraged us. He encouraged us that our church has a future. What an encouragement. For an outsider to come in here who's been working closely with the leadership of the church to come in and say, your church has a future. Somebody who's been down here a few times over the last two years to see the changes, to hear about the changes, what the Lord is doing. That's a great encouragement for us to get, but this week we want to learn. We want to learn how to correctly move in the direction in which the Lord wills for our church to move. We don't want to just say our church has a future. We're going to go out and do this. We're going to go out and do that. We want to learn how to correctly move in the direction in which the Lord wills. So please join me in the book of James, chapter 4. We're going to be studying verses 13 through 17 this morning, starting with verse 13. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or do that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Amen. This morning we asked the question, what are these five verses saying? When we look at these five verses this morning, what we see is this. The first thing we should do when planning for the future is include the Lord. The first thing we should do when planning for the future is to include the Lord. How do we include the Lord when we plan for the future then? How do we include the Lord when we plan for the future? We include him by submitting our plans to him for his approval. By submitting our plans to him 
for his approval. There's an entrepreneur, an American entrepreneur, he goes by the name of Roger Babson. Actually, he went by the name of Roger Babson. He lived from 1875 till 1967. There's a few universities that he helped start. One of them used to be named after his namesake. A successful entrepreneur. There's a story of him taking a trip down to Argentina. And during this visit, Babson spent some time with the president of the Argentine Republic. When he was with the president of the Argentine Republic, the president asked him a question. This is the question that the president asked Mr. Babson. He said, Mr. Babson, why is it that South America is so far behind North America? And you got to remember, this is for the time as well. But still, we do live in the most powerful nation in the history of the world. But that's the question. The question is, why is it that South America is so far behind North America? And he said this while also saying, despite South America having been settled first, and despite all the natural resources that South America has, namely iron, metal, copper, and gold mines. How is it that South America is so far behind North America? See, Mr. Babson knew the answer, but he was a guest in the president's country, so he didn't want to answer the president for him. He wanted to do the polite thing and allow the president to come to his own conclusion. Fortunately for Mr. Babson, the president had. See, he said this. He said, I think I have the answer, and I've come to this conclusion. He said to Mr. Babson, see, the Spanish came to South America, but they came in search of gold. He said, the pilgrims came to North America, and they came in search of God. Let's look at verses 13 and 15 again. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. We need to get one thing clear right here from the beginning. What we need to get clear is this. We're not being told to sit down. We're not being told to cross our fingers and hope for the best as it pertains to our future. That's not what these verses are saying. It is wise to plan for your future. In fact, we should plan for the worst and hope for the best. Students, it's okay to plan for college. Employers, employees, it's okay to plan and set goals for your career. Everybody. It's okay to plan for your future retirement. Some of you are benefiting now because you planned for your retirement years ago. It's wise to have ambitions and set goals and, 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 and expect those to reach out into the future. That's wise. However, do you know what's not all right? All these things are okay to do. But there's something that's not okay. And what's not okay is this. It's not okay to be making plans without seeking the Lord first. 
This is rather convicting for myself. I'm pretty good at walking through a door than asking for a blessing later. Can anybody relate to that? How can we be reminded to seek the Lord's will first then? What is it that we can remember in order to seek the, world, the Lord's will first? I don't know about you, but I'm going to think about Argentina. I'm going to think about the goals of the Spanish compared to the goals of the pilgrims. Do I want to seek gold and riches on my own, or do I want to seek the Lord and His will first? See, the reason why I want to remember Argentina is because you can have all the resources in the world, but without the Lord's blessing, they're useless. This is just like the Tower of Babel. It doesn't matter what mankind thinks that he can do on his own. You can have the resources to build the building, but if you never sought the Lord's will first, it is useless. Mankind is capable, but only as capable as God allows. So we better ask to seek the Lord's will before we make plans. It's great to hear about our future, but we better be seeking the Lord's will first. And why do you think it's never too late to learn this lesson in life? Why would you think that this lesson is a lesson that would be never too late to learn? I would encourage you to look at the end of verse 14. What does it say there? It says, For you are a mist that appears for a little time, then vanishes. Do you know what your entire lifespan resembles? Your entire lifespan, our entire lifespan resembles the mist or the steam coming up out of a hot cup of coffee. We're here for just a little time and then it's gone. We're all here today just to be gone tomorrow. This is why we need to heed the advice from James. He's encouraging us to have the if the Lord wills mentality, if the Lord wills attitude. He's encouraging us to have the if the Lord wills as it pertains to our future. And before we make plans for anything futuristic, we should always be saying, Lord willing. Church, this must apply to our future here at Villa's Grace. Not only individually, but collectively as a church family, as we move forward, we must be having the attitude of if the Lord wills. We can say all we want. We want to be all about building relationships that make followers of Jesus. That's great. That's good. That's grand. But if we don't say that as it pertains to the Lord's will, what good is it? We're not building followers of Jesus. We're not building relationships that leads to such on our own. We're doing this as it pertains to the Lord and His will. We must have a Lord willing attitude. Just like students should plan for college by seeking the Lord's will. Just like employers and employees should set goals for their future as it pertains to the Lord's will or by seeking the Lord's will. Just like retirement should be planned by first seeking His will. Church, we better be seeking His will when we're about doing His 
business. What starts right, ends right. What starts right, ends right. If we start by seeking his will, it will end right. It may not end right according to society, but it will end right according to his purpose and how he's using us. So, how do you start right? How do you start right? You start right by first seeking the Lord with a Lord-willing attitude. Some of you might be asking, how do I seek his will first? That's understandable. You may be sitting there asking yourself, how is it that I seek his will first? You can start with prayer. Prayer is a great way to seek his will. God will speak to you through prayer. In fact, he will answer all your prayers according to his will. God will answer all of your prayers according to his will. Not your will, not what you think you need or deserve, but according to his purpose, his will. You can also seek the counsel of another Christian. God will speak to you through other believers. This is why we have life groups here at Villa's Grace. This is why we need to be in fellowship with one another. He has given us the tools to do what these five verses are saying. What these five verses are reminding us to do, we have those tools here. And we need to encourage one another to use them. So again, what are these five verses saying this morning? And when we put them in one sentence, we're going to change it up just a bit this time. The first person we include when planning for the future is the Lord. Or the first thing we should do when planning for the future is to include the Lord. Or just include the Lord. And we're asking the question, how do we include the Lord when we plan for the future? How do we include the Lord when we plan for the future? We include the Lord by submitting our plans to Him for His approval. Submitting our plans to him for his approval. There's this story of a braggart who was boasting about what he thought were his outstanding achievements in life. He was talking to his friend and he said, I'll have you know that I'm a self-made man. The person he was saying this to responded, well, I'm glad to hear that. It certainly relieves the creator of a tremendous responsibility. See, all of our pride, arrogance, and boasting is rooted in the devil himself. We see this from verses 16 and 17. As it is, you boast in your arrogance, all such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him, it is sin. Do you see what verse 16 is saying? To us this morning? If you boast in your plans, the plans in which you made, you do so in arrogance. So, what happens if you seek the Lord's will first? What happens if you seek the Lord's will first? Because if you plan yourself and then boast about what you think you're going to accomplish, 
You're just boasting in arrogance. But if you seek the Lord's will first, you boast in the Lord and about his wisdom. Do you know what a wise person understands? See, a wise person understands that we're humbly dependent upon the Lord. Unfortunately, due to our sin, we naturally seek independence, don't we? We're pretty good at seeking independence in our life. We arrogantly think that we have a firm grip on our future, don't we? See, the only thing we have a firm grip upon without Jesus Christ is death. So go ahead and think that you have relieved the creator of a tremendous responsibility. Just remember, your lifespan is nothing but the steam that comes up out of a hot cup of coffee. Here today, gone tomorrow. And in 2 Corinthians 12, the apostle Paul boasted in his weakness because it allowed the power of Christ to rest on him. That's a Lord-willing attitude. And do you know where Jesus Christ received his power? Christ received his power from the Father because it was given to him by God. Why? He sought his Father's will in obedience, even in death. Church, we have to pursue the future in which we were encouraged in last week. I'm not trying to say we can't. What we heard last week from an outsider was a great encouragement to us as a church as we move forward. We must seek this future, but only as it pertains to the Lord's will. Our culture here at Villa's Grace is unique to Villa's Grace. We know our culture better than anybody. And we must seek the Lord's will as we move forward. We need to do so by first seeking his will. When we seek the Lord's will first and foremost, the amazing thing is, an amazing thing happens, and that amazing thing that happens is this. When we seek the Lord's will first, we boast in him. We brag about him and his work. We recognize that this is not our work. So I want to call Mike up this morning. And Mike's going to come up as I read verse 17 again. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him, it is sin. Do you recognize what this verse is saying? See, this verse is saying if we know that the first person we should include is the Lord and then we don't include him first, it is sin. Church, who are we here for? Who are we here for? What are we here for? These are questions we need to be asking ourselves. We're not here just to get together on Sunday morning to sing songs and hear a sermon. That's not what we're here for. But let's answer this question first. Who are we here for? 
We're here first for the Lord. That's why we're here. So what are we here for? Why is it that we're here? We're here, right here, right now, because the Lord knows our address, 2141 Crystal Drive. He knows this address. But it's not our address. This is his address. The Lord knows his address. He will continue to know his address if we continue to seek his will first. Lord willing, we can be a church that's all about building relationships that make followers of Jesus because we want to see conversion growth. We want to see new believers come to a saving faith in Jesus Christ, and he's going to use every last one of us to do just that. Lord willing, we can be a church that advances his kingdom through this conversion growth. Lord willing, we can be a church that he does this through the Good News Club that meets in Villas Elementary each Thursday afternoon. Lord willing, we can be a church that he can do that through the life groups that we have formulated here so we can build relationships with others. Lord willing, we can do this together. Lord willing. What we build here will not collapse and be scattered like the Tower of Babel. Lord willing, what we build here through him will be built upon Jesus Christ. Our what? The song we sang this morning, our cornerstone. Today, these five verses told us this. And this is in your bulletin, not on your screen here. The first person we include when planning for the future is the Lord. The first person we include when planning for the future is the Lord. Not ourselves, not somebody else. The first person we include is the Lord. We ask the question, how do we include the Lord when we plan for the future? We include him by submitting our plans to him for his approval. Heavenly Father, I want to pray for Our church family here at Villa's Grace, I pray that we can continue to learn what you want us to learn, what we need to learn to move forward. I pray that we don't get too far ahead of ourselves, Lord, that we are confident in the right here and right now in the work that you're calling us to do. I pray that we can be a church that truly is all about building relationships that make followers of Jesus. I pray all of this because Christ has made it possible. In his name, amen. Please stand with us and join us. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, look us up on our website, www.villasgrace.com or drop us a line via email, connect at villasgrace.com.